versus Mario Barrios post fight thoughts. Dun, dun, dun. Hey guys, Fight Junkie here. As usual, before we jump into this next episode, I want to remind you guys you can hit me up on Twitter at FightJunkie.com. Follow me on Parlor at FightJunkie. Listen to me on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, Amazon. Basically, anywhere you can find a podcast, I'll be there. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel. Oh, wait. Hold up. Scratch that. YouTube deleted my channel. Um, let me think. Okay. I got it. You can also subscribe to the Rumble channel. Rumble.com slash Fight Junkie. Want live stream? Twitch.tv slash Real Fight Junkie. Keith Thurman. This one went our way, boys and girls, and it went pretty much how we predicted it would. Stylistically, going into this, we really liked the matchup. We thought it really, honestly, 100% favored Keith Thurman, even if it was a diminished Keith Thurman. We mentioned the, uh, the under minus 200 odds was kind of ridiculous when you look at their competition and where they've been in their career and what they've done. And the whole situation, it was kind of weird to see Keith as a under minus 200 favorite. But that was because of the layoff and the injuries. So we understood why people were hesitant. We weren't sure if he was going to come out and be 100%. I don't think he was necessarily 100% tonight, but I don't think he was diminished. I think there was opportunities in the fight where he could have put Barrios down at the very least. But Barrios is tough, and we mentioned that going into the into the fight, and that's why we liked Keith Thurman straight. If you wanted to sprinkle a little something-something on the inside, that was okay. But your big bet, your, where you wanted to lay your big coin, was going to be Keith Thurman straight because... The line was ridiculous. It was kind of stupid that you could get under 200 on Keith Thurman when on paper it, there really wasn't much that you could point to that would suggest that Barrios was going to be able to win the fight. And I think you saw that tonight. Barrios' game, he's tough. I think he's at just a tier below that top tier. But when you're going up against a guy like Keith Thurman in your debut at 147 pounds, I mean, that is a difficult, difficult ask. And we, we mentioned that. Now, I understand why the line was the way it was, but that was an opportunity for anybody who did their research to realize that you were getting a beautiful line at Keith Thurman who really should have shined. And I think he did that tonight. Now. The 10-ounce glove versus 8-ounce gloves, would that have made a difference if you didn't watch the fight? In Nevada, they have this weird rule where at 147 pounds, if the opponent doesn't agree to wear 8 ounces, it defaults to 10. And so Barrios didn't want 8 ounces, so they had to wear 10. Thurman, of course, won at 8 ounces. I mean, it could have made a difference because you saw what he did to his face and he wobbled him multiple times and hurt him throughout the fight. So you can't say the extra ounces didn't help Barrios. And I think he knew going into this who the puncher was. And I had maintained that throughout the pre-fight podcast that Barrios' record is deceiving when it comes to knockouts and he is not the big hitter that everybody makes him out to be. He's faced a lot of smaller guys and I still don't consider him to be a big one-punch guy. He can get people out of there. He has good power, but it, it's not like his record suggests. Now, what could Keith have done better? Well, I thought throughout the fight he pretty much fought the perfect fight he had his movement there which is very important especially at 33 years old two and a half years out you want to make sure that he has his legs 
the hand speed was there. The defense was there. Everything looked good. He was throwing nice combination punches. He was consistent, and that's what you worry about going into this fight. Is he going to consistently let his hands go? He did that for the most part. I think he let Barrios off the hook a lot of the times where he could have put his foot on the gas a little bit more, but maybe that was because he had been out so long. He wasn't 100% confident that he would have the gas that he needed to finish strong, and so he would push a little bit and pull back, push a little bit and pull back. And I think if you rewatch the fight, you'll see exactly that. Where there's opportunities, I think he could do a little bit more and maybe put Barrios down, but he pulls back. And he's done that a couple of times throughout the fight. It can't really fault him for that being two and a half years out. He really did look spectacular for that long of a layoff. Also having surgery on his hand. So, I mean, th that's nitpicking to, to say that he could have done a little bit more and maybe shined even a little bit brighter. But it was there. And I think the opportunities were there because Barrio was there for him to be hit. We mentioned that in the pre-fight podcast. Uh, that Thurman could pretty much do what he wanted. And we even liked Thurman, even if he was d diminished, to be able to still do enough that he was that much of a talent that even not as best he'd be able to beat Barrios. I think we got almost a perfect performance from Thurman. Obviously, we got to mention the body shot. I believe it was the eighth round that Barrios hurt Thurman with. This is a chronic problem for him. Sean Porter mentioned it throughout the, the telecast. Porter is weak to the body, and it's going to be difficult for him to beat the top guys in the division because of that. I mean, you're talking Ugas. You're talking Spence and Crawford. I mean, those guys will take advantage of that weakness on Thurman. They will know it's there, and they will try to exploit it. So I think Thurman against any of those three guys is going to be an underdog. I think probably the closest odds would be against Ugas, in all honesty, because most people, unless you're really hardcore, don't really pay a lot of attention to Ugas, even though he beat Manny Pacquiao. He was an underdog against Pacquiao, Ugas was. And a lot of people don't understand his style is very, very difficult to look good against. So even though Thurman against Ugas may be a little bit closer. I don't consider Ugas an easy fight for Keith Thurman. I just don't. Ugas is very difficult for almost anybody he's going to face. And I think Thurman, especially being out two and a half years, and if he jumped right into an Ugas fight or a Crawford fight or a Spence fight, it's going to be very difficult for you to pick Thurman against any of those guys, including Ugas, especially if you know Ugas' style. He will make it very difficult for Keith to land those punches, just like Keith did on Barrios. Barrios would throw, but Keith wasn't there to land. That's what Ugas would do to Thurman because obviously Thurman would be the puncher in that matchup, but uh, Ugas is not, not going to make that an easy fight for Keith Thurman at all. Where does Mario Barrios go from here? I think he needs to stay at 47. We said that in the pre-fight podcast that even though he had feasted on smaller guys, he probably stayed in the 140-pound division far too long. It looks good on his record. He got knockouts. But at some point, you're going to be killing yourself to make weight. I think that's a lot of what they alluded to happened to Tank. Uh, with Tank is that he was just too weight drained and he did seem to take the punches better at 47 against Thurman than he did against Tank but again we had 10 ounce versus 8 ounce and you did see Thurman pull back a little bit at the very least I think Thurman had an opportunity to score a knockdown or two I think that was all on Thurman I don't think it had anything to do with uh, Mario Barrios or Barrios looking better or bringing a, a better skill set he's tough he's durable but he's there to be hit. I think 
at 147 pounds, it'll be easier for him with the weight cut. I think he's always going to be durable. Even at 40, when he got knocked out by Tank, he was knocked down a couple times, kept getting up. And at 47, you saw he was wobbled, he was cut, he was hurt a couple of times, and he was still throwing punches and still fighting to the end. This is just in his DNA. He's going to he's going to fight like that. And for that reason, he's going to produce a lot of nice fights at 147 pounds. Now, you've got to match him carefully if you want to bet him. So if you want to pick Mario Barrios, it has to be in a certain stylistic matchup that he can have success again and that against. And that's going to be difficult against the top guys in the division. Obviously, he'd be a huge underdog against guys like Ugas, Crawford, and Spence. Far bigger underdog than what he was against Thurman. And again, had Thurman been active and winning, even against lesser competition, Thurman would have been a much bigger favorite. And that's why when we mentioned this in the pre-fight podcast that we thought you were getting a big value on Thurman because he was the better fighter. And I think you saw that tonight. He is the better fighter and they could fight a hundred times and he would still be the better fighter. I think Thurman has to be very careful where he goes from here next because of the layoff. The loss to Pacquiao, he's going to come back and beat Barrios, and then what? He wants a title, sh- a, a title shot straight away. Again, I just mentioned the champions. I don't think any of those guys are an easy fight for him. That is a difficult, difficult task to go from two and a half years out, get a guy against Barrios who we said he would shine against or at least have the opportunity to shine against, and then go up against one of the other three champions because it's totally different technical ability and stylistic matchup that they bring against Keith Thurman. If that fight was made right now, I would have to look hard, very, very hard if Keith Thurman was a significant underdog against any of those guys because in my heart of hearts, it seems like I don't think he's going to have enough at 33, with the injuries and the layoffs, to be one of those three champions. Now, could he do something with Ugas? Maybe. And the reason I keep bringing Ugas up is because he's not the hitter in the division. Spence can get you out. Crawford sure as hell can get you out. Ugas is more of a a boxer. So Keith would probably be able to make mistakes against Ugas, and not get blasted out. The same thing with the body shots. Ugas may go down to the body, but he's not a big, big puncher. And even though you don't need to be a huge puncher to knock somebody down or out with a body shot, the fact of the matter is, stylistically, punching power, that's probably Thurman's best matchup. It's really tough to say against a guy like Ugas, Ugas that that would be a good matchup because he's not a good matchup for anybody. But the other two are terrible matchups, in my opinion, for Keith Thurman. You got Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence. Like, you know he's going to be a a significant underdog against either of those guys. So that only leaves Ugas if you want to give Keith Thurman a shot at snatching a title. I think it's going to be difficult. It's, It's kind of a shame, really, that Thurman has wasted so much time out of the ring because he could have been making title the defenses, having super fights, and of course making money. And now that he's back with these these three guys in the division holding the titles, it's going to be extremely difficult for him to snatch one of those titles. 
stay healthy and stay active, that's going to be extremely difficult. And I just don't know at 33, if he goes for another title shot, if he loses, if he's going to have the drive and the, the determination to continue f- to fight the up-and-comers, the contenders, and work his way back to a title shot against maybe one of the other two champions. And then you could have a rinse and repeat situation where he loses to one of those guys. And do you want to do it again and again and again? Because as long as these guys are at the top and holding the belts, I think it's going to be difficult for Keith Thurman to snatch one of those titles away and go on the run that he had before. And a lot of that could be, you know, blamed at his feet because you were out for so long and you were inconsistent and some of your performance were so-so and you have to ask yourself, like, what was going on? Listen, tonight you had a Keith Thurman that really shined. But you have to put that in perspective of the opponent that he was facing. You have to look at Mario Barrios and and realize that Mario Barrios is not on the level of any of those guys we just mentioned. And so for Keith to do what he did tonight, in my opinion, was expected. If it had been anything less, I would be up here behind the mic ripping Keith going, you better retire. You can't. You got to stay away from those three champions. It's only because he looked as good as he did that I say, well, at the very least, you can get a payday. And maybe Ugas, maybe your forward pressure with Ugas moving around. Maybe you can get some rounds under your belt with the judges going, Ugas is moving too much. Ugas is boxing too much. Ugas isn't engaging. And maybe Thurman will get the credit of being the aggressor, even if he's not effective, because that happens all the damn time, both in MMA and boxing, where as long as you're moving forward, if you're tiny little feeder chugging forward, you're going to get around. There are judges who do that. Of course, I don't I don't agree with that type of scoring at all. It's supposed to be effective aggressiveness, not just going forward and eating punches like Tic Tacs, but it happens. So maybe that would be his best matchup, even though I think it would be an ugly fight for Thurman. I don't think he would land a lot on Ugas, but maybe he gets the benefit of the doubt with the judges by just pressing forward, trying to quote-unquote make the fight, and then you can make a case, well, Thurman was pressing forward. He was trying to make the fight. Ugas didn't want to engage. Yeah, he boxed well, but... You know, you've heard this many of times before. The other two guys, man, I really can't make a case right now. And if Thurman doesn't have another fight or another couple of fights against a top-tier guy, I, I don't see how I can make a case for him. I mean, he's been out. He came back. He looked good. But it was against Mario Barrios. You can't just jump from Mario Barrios and shining. Again, he didn't even stop Mario Barrios. So remember that. You, you you just can't jump from Mario Barrios to a Crawford and a Spence and be like, oh yeah, Keith Thurman's back. He's gonna go he, he's he's gonna go neck and neck with uh Spence and, and Crawford. I don't see how you can make a case with that. You may say he's not gonna get knocked out, you may say it's gonna be competitive, but we're talking about betting here. And even if you have Thurman as a significant underdog, it's gonna be very, very difficult to make a case of how he can beat either of those two guys. And like I said, even against Ugas. You may be hoping that you get some shenanigans with the three blind mice. That's it for this episode of Fight Junkie. I will sock it to you tomorrow, baby. Fight Junkie out.